Welcome to another episode of the Seminar Files. This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black black women. Where's the lie? That's so tough. <laughs> Hello, world. It's another episode of the Feminor Files. KB and Shug, we have been in the house officially for a year and a little bit of change. Well, y'all still been in the house. I've been going to work. Yeah, I'm, I'm over it. Like, and I know I've talked to the both of you in different capacities, but when I say I am Zoom fatigued out, which is also funny because we're actually recording this on Zoom right now. But after work, I have an, at least one Zoom meeting, I want to say almost every day. Like it's a constant and I'm sick of it. So I'm happy that today is the first day of spring. And my joyful moment is I actually had to turn on my air conditioner for the first time. So I'm excited about that because this winter has been brutal. And that's also the reason why I had to buy a new damn car. But that's my yay moment. Yeah. I had to buy the car because I slipped on the ice. Remember the, the snowstorm and all that? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm happy that the spring is finally Please here forget. and it's sundress season and I got my first COVID shot. So I'm trying to be naked. I'm trying to be naked on somebody's island by the end of the year. I'm so serious about this. We're going to make that happen. Oh, I plan on going to St. Thomas. So I'm with you. Oh, excuse me. When is this happening? I don't know when. I don't know when. So actually a friend is going because she kind of said the same thing that you did, that after she gets um, her vaccine that she is going to an island. I said, can you take me with you? So we decided we're going. I just don't know when. Shout out to KJ. Okay. KB, K- how are you feeling? Yeah, what's up with you, KB? you look a little, like, you look like you want to, like, eat us up or something. I'm trying to decipher this look on your face. I don't know. I think I'm coming off of something. Um, you coming off of something? Something like what, KB? I had a little fun last night, so, you know. Oh, just, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. I'm, I'm just Tell here right more. now. Yeah. Nah, I'm sorry I'm saying. Uh, but, you know, I'm coming <laughs> off <laughs> To protect the innocent. Protect the guilty. The Fifth Amendment and stuff. So uh what that's freedom of, is that's freedom of speech. I don't know. No, it's the right to not incriminate yourself. The right that to one. That's the one. That's the right one. Okay. So in that but now I'm I'm straight, like you know, doing just doing a lot right now, you know, from panels and things like that to promote more HBCU and minority visibility within you know pharma and companies a lot going on with that just had a major shift at our job um, some people are potentially going to be losing their jobs within my team so a little disheartening um, for them to have taken this step during this pandemic time but um yeah so thinking about those folks and then from a personal standpoint I mean I know we're gonna talk about you know a year later but uh yeah, I'm back out here in these streets. I got. 
I'm not supposed to laugh. It's not funny. It's not funny. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely I, hilarious. I know, but Shug, it's like, I know how to F some stuff up. But I don't think this is all on me. I'm going to say that. And so, yeah, we'll t- go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you were supposed to call me back like three days ago to tell me this story, and I'm still waiting on it. Yeah, so. then we got news from the job, and that's in crazy sense. And we're changing stuff and canceling stuff, and it's not good. But, yeah, I do need to tell the story. And, um, you know, just I think. You want to tell it here? Out, you know, I mean. Yes. Yes, you do. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm with Here we it. go. Let's go. Yes. Kill two okay. birds with one stone. I need to know. You start with these stories. We'll get into the qu- the quarantine chronicle section. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So, Miss L, what's going on with you? So, I honestly feel like I can breathe a little easier, that I have less pressure as far as work is concerned. We're almost at the end of a road um, of a major event that happens every year <laughs> that I have to do. Um, and I can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, but of course, now we're trying to plan for the summer and, you know, what sort of learning activity or, you know, school-wide activity we're going to, you know, plan for the children. So it's like, it's definitely like, you know, as soon as you finish one thing, you start up another. Um also, I, have, I also have a, a very funny story, kind of like KB. I think because I feel um, less, less nervous about COVID, not like, com- not like my apprehension is completely gone, but I definitely feel uh, a little less tied to the fact that I have to stay at my house. So I definitely have been sort of casting a wide net uh, when it comes to the opposite set. I was gonna say, what and is this just, white neck? What are we doing? What happening? Okay, go. I mean, we're just we're just trying to cast the net and see who we catch. And normally, I've been keeping my net very small. I decided <laughs> to open it up a little wider. I don't know Look why she's looking, looking at me I like know, that. That's what I'm looking at. No, I'll I mean, ask for, for an interpretation of that. Look, what does that mean, Shug? Um, I mean, just because. I don't know. I'm just tired of the whole dating scene. So I'm hoping that well, yes. since, since everybody's been inside, maybe some folks got some act right now that the world is kind of starting to open up. But I'm just really tired. Listeners, you can't see us, but KB and I are shaking our heads because we know that <laughs> it's not true. Just, <laughs> ain't nobody I'm got, just, niggas still ain't got no act right. I'm just but over it. Like, you just have to learn to look over that. And that's I mean, sort of at the, well, let me rephrase that. You have to decide what you are willing to look over. Like you I can't look over, over everything. I, well, uh, 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 uh. I'm not looking. No, I'm like, you either know how to act. I feel like at this age, you either know how to act or sit your ass down. Like I'm not finna, I'm not finna deal with bullshit. And you know what bullshit sure. is and you know, like wasting time and all of that i've never been a fan of it so that's why i'm like i'm real quick to y'all know how i am i block mofos all the time i'm gonna block somebody today so i can't i cannot so let me finish my story so i feel that to say with my with the casting of my wide net my neighbor and i were on of our were on one of our bi-weekly shopping sprees because normally we go to either target or the grocery store together 
And this time I was driving, but he wanted to play DJ with like my phone because I have Apple Music on my phone. So let's just say while he had my phone, a text message popped up and he was like, oh. And I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, you really weren't supposed to see that. He was like, listen, we all grown. I was like, was it was it a dick? It was a dick. It wasn't a pick. It was just some words. So did it include the word dick? It did not. Oh, okay. All right. So, I mean, it's it, okay. It was a word that involved a body part on me. Oh. Is this PG? And today? Just, I mean, are we not able to I'm say this? Is this a PG show? Oh, like I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, I just don't listen. I have like family who listens to this. Oh, so okay, I, okay, you okay. Know, okay. So, I'm just trying, so, I, so let me say, so let me just say, like Southern cousin and Southern cousin's big sister, y'all might want that sort a little bit. But let's just say that the text message said, "How hard do you want them set?" And oh. I'll just leave it at that. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I am here for it. I'm gonna have to take you. To cherry blossom intimates because I forgot to tell y'all I had a lingerie you kept yesterday. To that ad. You were watching that ad on Facebook that keeps popping up. I had a ball. I loved it. I left with almost four hundred dollars worth of stuff. Four hundred dollars. Did somebody get a no, net I check? Not a net check. What is it called? What's that a, check called? A stemmy. Did no, somebody I get a stemmy? I wish. I wish <laughs> Biden would have gave me a stemmy. <laughs> I probably would have spent more, but no, they have like really cute stuff. So I'll have to show y'all later. And it's black why, owned. Why you didn't tell us about this? Um, because it just kind of popped she up. She told me. Oh, it she didn't kinda, tell me. Got but it. it's closer but to I, where L lives. It's closer to DC. It's in PG County. So I had I to make a little making, drive. I was making trips though, and I won't need to know more. She sure was. Like her but, ass lives here. Like her ass yeah. lives in the beltway. Like her ass lives down here. But I get my, I've been getting my lingerie from Savage, but I ain't got nobody to show it to. But I'm trying to change that. So we'll see what happens. No, I did it for me. Cause I was like, I want to do something to, um, I don't you have... not do that shit for you. Yes, I did. So Look, super cute. Oh, that is cute. Oh, that is cute. They have and really you said your titties is pretty already, so right. I, I can't <laughs> check out the last episode, people. <laughs> but yeah, they have like really cute stuff, and then they also they support like breast cancer survivors, um, and things like that. And then it's black woman owned, so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really support that. But yeah, check them out. So shout out to Sherry Blossom Intimates. Tell them Suge sent you. And can they they throw something back? I will I will talk to them about that. It's not a problem. Yeah, we can do commercials. Yeah. We can do advertising. That's not a problem. I'll even put the shit on and like model a little bit. Oh yeah, y'all want to see model? Model. You want a YouTube channel, KB? Yeah, we got pretty titties and I don't know what I got pretty on my body. I feel like something pretty. So we can figure it out. Oh my god. So what's so going is on? Anyone in the drinking world today? today? Oh, I was gonna say, is anybody drinking? I guess KB had enough to drink. Yeah, last night. Shots fired. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Like, no shots fired. I'm just saying the truth. She told her herself earlier. Shug, I let it ride too. You see my eyes? I let it ride. It don't even matter. <laughs> you have some water, KB? I don't need no water. Okay, okay. Hey, girl. All right. Very well. 
So, so just to be clear, like everybody was super happy when they saw this headline that President Biden canceled $1 billion in student loan debt. However, comma, that is not for everyone. That is for people who got swindled by these for-profit schools like ICT Tech, DeVry University, and all these other for-profit online places that took people's money and didn't give them a degree. And that affects approximately 72,000 people in the country. So if you did not get your degree or if you did not attend one of those schools, that cancellation of student loan debt is not for you. I'm excited because it didn't apply to me anyway. So I was like, how y'all get y'all student loans canceled, but I didn't have student loans. So I want, I want something. Give me something. So shut the hell up. Let me tell you something. Get her, L. L. I'm letting you hit on my life. Go. I didn't say I never had student loans. No, stop. Stop. The fact that you have three degrees, my nigga, and you don't have to learn that, that is a blessing. And okay, just hush. a blessing. Just hush. Like, be quiet. Everything just be quiet on these segments. Your, pri- want, your privilege money. is showing, Shug. Your privilege money. is showing. Stop it. Stop. I, I Stop. want to mute this bitch. <laughs> Please do. Please. <laughs> so, so for Elle and I, who do have student loans, so where's our relief? Yes, but no, but seriously. Mute her, please mute her. Where's the mute button? Boom. <laughs> I, I muted myself. No, but seriously, that was my question. Stop laughing at me. I got a real question. Because when he was preaching all of this, it seemed like it was really going to be student loan forgiveness for like, you know, your average Joe whoever so still so. doing that though there's still there is still a plan okay. to to eliminate or to lessen the debt for students who went to traditional schools it's not over okay. this okay. is just one the step, first phase and i think if i'm not right and also okay. if i'm not mistaken it's sort of he's trying to correct the wrong that happened during the trump administration because president obama addressed this during his presidency and then trump came in and reversed that work that Obama did. So Joe was just trying to correct the wrong that happened within the last administration. Well, why I mean, well I'm sure. I'm, go ahead. People who got student loans are gonna talk right now. So I'm just I just have a question. I have a question. So why did the people with the fake degrees get started first? I, because I because if I'm not mistaken, KB, I think he was trying to write a wrong or correct the wrong the that fake university. In the administration. I, I, I'm making a point. But they go start with the, the fake degrees and the fake universities first. Well, I also feel like that. Well, could I wouldn't be a call shot. them fake, no, 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 but I'm they were predatory, though. But they were predators. But when you think about it, KB, they were predators, and they were Anybody going tell after me they got DeVry, DeVry, What is that place called? Devry degree? Yes, Devry. Yes, I'm not talking to you. I'm so sorry. But then I also feel like that's a shot at Trump because didn't Trump have one of those schools as well, a for-profit university? Well, like when there was Trump University? Trump University. Trump okay. University. The variety, yeah. I would definitely say is more legit than Trump University. Anything is more legit than Trump University. But okay. some people that, pay for that. But you know how you know. Well, I just want following. my term. I don't really give a shit about the fake universities. I want to get my term. <laughs> I think saying. ours is coming, KB. We just listen. We just have to be patient, okay? Next, we just next. have to be patient. Whatever. Anywho, so I know the last time we talked a little bit about our boy Andrew Como, 
And now it has just come out that his current aide, Meg, what's her name, Megan McGrath or something like that, she has a, or Lisa McGrath, I apologize, has I apologize. Call her of sexual her. harassment. The only Megan I recognize is Stallion. <laughs> and Markle. And Markle. No, I don't and recognize Markle. Markle ain't recognized you before today, before this last month. So you don't need to recognize Markle. this shit. I'm just saying. Nah, Megan DeSalle. Megan, Megan has all, no, Megan Markle has always recognized the fact that she is a black woman. No, she did not. I thought she said she was ambiguous. She said she's dumb. She, she said she's biracial. Oh, uh, biracial, whatever. She said she's biracial. She's black. L. She has not recognized, no, she has not recognized that she was black. She has been okay, very fine. on the fence. And today, because you got your wake up in card, as Charlemagne the God would say, or someone of those people to say, you got your wake up call. Oh, no, that's Funky Dineva. So I think Funky Dineva said Lord. you got your wake up in card. And so now you're black. I ain't rocking with her. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Go. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. The only Megan that we recognize is the Stallion. But Damn, anyway, the girl's name. <laughs> right. But in any event, his executive aide's name, wait, is she executive? Yeah, executive assistant. Her name is Alyssa McGrath. And she told the New York Times that Como inappropriately stared at her body and commented on her looks. And she also said that he allegedly made a comment to her in Italian. And she later asked her parents what the comment or what the phrase meant. And apparently it was commenting on how beautiful she was. So, and then she also said that Como kissed her forehead during the office Christmas party in 2019 and called her and a coworker Mingle Mamas after he asked the coworker about her romantic life. I don't want to hear nothing else. And there are some other things. Yeah. Right. And there are some other things in the article. But it's it's I'm just like, yeah, again, I'm just like, where's this coming from? Yes, exactly. And Uh, and I mean, it's just, go ahead. The whole thing is just ridiculous. I'm still trying to figure out what happened to innocent until proven guilty. They have not let this investigation complete and a report to come out, calling for him to get fired. Now, what I have understood now is prior to this, you know, COVID um, and quarantine situation, Cuomo evidently straddled the fence with Republicans, Democrats, kind of did some Republican type shit. So I ain't finna go super hard for old boy because he just turned a new leaf when he he found a new opportunity. But what I will continue to say is we have got to stop with this canceling shit before facts come out. We have got to stop doing that because that could be our sons. I don't have a son, but that could be our son one day where just because somebody says you did some shit, then you are immediately like fired or lose your job or whatever the case is. The fact like y'all say in 2019, but you still continue to work for this man. I'm looking at you side eye. You're not going to keep telling me if you, if you that damn tight. If you got your shit together, you can go find another job if you feel that goddamn threatened. Or you could have put out, you could have filed something right then and there and said that shit wasn't appropriate. I am in a corporate setting just as Suge is in. You're not going to keep telling us that we're going to sit here and lie down. And and, and yes, it's probably a day that you had to do that. But me too, me too is powerful. You telling me you couldn't have made a little comment or made a little, you know, anonymous call to your, your HR line and shit when it got halted right then, you tell me from 2019 to 2021, 
man, please go have two seats. I mean, I'm not going to victim shame her because I have I don't think I'm victim a, shaming. Uh, is that I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying I'm not going to victim shame her. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, when I first started working in corporate America, I did have to put up with sexual harassment. I was the youngest employee. I was the only black female and I was in rural Alabama. So I kind of did feel like I had to put up with some shit because who was going to believe me? I'm the new girl. And it's a lot. But I will say, I do think that the timing of all of these allegations is very questionable and how everybody is coming out of the woodworks now. Like, why didn't we hear about some of this? Like, when he was running, where was this stuff when he was running? I feel like that should have been the prime opportunity to speak up and say something about it as opposed to, oh, well, this girl finally got up the courage to say something. Let me say something. Yeah. Right. Because as KB, right. Because as KB said, like they are still pressuring him to resign. So it even, and I will say, KB, like you made mention of him sort of straddling the fence between Republican and Democrat. And I think sometimes it's one of those, especially when you're in a leadership position and even I feel like me getting promoted, there's, a very fine line that you have to cross and trying to work with everyone. Because the thing is uh, people, right. And I think that just like Joe Biden is a lifelong Democrat, Andrew Cuomo is a lifelong Democrat. And as I said, on the previous show, like his father was also a former governor of New York. So they are lifelong Democrats. And the thing is, is that sometimes you have to compromise in order to get shit accomplished right and you try to you have to try to meet people in the middle so yeah sometimes he may have played up to the republicans or to the more conservatives in new york to try to get shit done but i wouldn't just like not rock with him because he's trying to work across the aisle well i heard it wasn't the practices weren't you know up to par i heard the way that he would do it the condescending Mm. way like his attitude was bad like he would you know yeah for sure you have to kind of work in between and we all know joe biden is kind of known as more of a conservative type democrat right i was about to say he ain't always like me i'm definitely yeah he hasn't been but and i also consider myself more of a conservative dem as well do you because y'all be talking about me like hmm like i I was the only one i thought you were super liberal but anyway the point is that i'm saying i heard he didn't do it in the best light like that's what i mean gotcha Gotcha. Yeah, so. Understood. I mean, I don't Understood. give a shit. All I'm saying is that don't like. Let's wait till the report comes out, right? Like, let's wait till True. the report comes out before right. we start doing all these comments and, and, and interviews. And now right. these, these chicks coming out the woodworks. They trying to ex your boy. He done, He is not part of the establishment clearly because they would have protected him. And I hope that he doesn't succumb to the pressure and resign early i i hope that he i don't see out. it no because the way that yeah, he, I don't think he, he fought back yeah and i also feel like the democrats are kind of wrong in this case i understand the whole push about me too and equality and all of that but i feel like like katie said until all of the facts are out and we have the trial and all of that chill on the comments <laughs> yeah yeah, and okay. that's interesting um, should, that you talk about your own experience because I haven't experienced sexual harassment. I might have thought the shit was... Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I'm sure all three of us have. And if we talk to even more women, it's very 
prevalent and it's kind of a fine line that you have to walk. It's like, do I report this? Am I going to be supported? Or, you know, it just all depends. Like every woman has a story about sexual harassment. I think the first time I got sexually harassed, I was in elementary school. So I mean, I mean, I'm not cute people. You don't no, want to be. Girl, that is not what that means. You don't want to be sexually harassed. You, you don't. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. But um, I mean, it's no. just a fine line that you have to walk, unfortunately. And that's something that women all over the world have to deal with. And then, you know, especially as a black woman, you already feel like, are these people really going to believe me? Are they going to listen to me? Because I'm black. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's a really sucky feeling, but I hate anybody that has to go through that situation it really does suck but just check into your companies guys um you know a lot of times they're doing a day where you can have anonymous reporting so you don't leave your name but you can tell mm-hmm. the situation so they can kind of look into it if you want it to be out in the spotlight so don't allow your fear of what the backlash could be to find other interesting ways to say something and that goes for both men and women thank you kb and also even though i'm no longer in corporate I am a mandated reporter. Um, like our district, you know, force, not force is not the right word, mandates us to take uh, training every year. Um, and the, man, and the, you know, the reporting, a mandating reporting can be, you know, from sexual abuse, child abuse, sexual assault, like basically any type of infraction against children. So, and, you know, honestly, I'm not even well-versed on even how that affects adults. Because, like, God forbid, like, if one of the staff members, like, at my school came up to me and said something, I don't even know how, if I would approach that in the same way. I need to look that up because that's actually a really good thing to know, right? Like, like we're always so focused on children, which is, I mean, which is what we're supposed to do, right? But, like, sometimes, especially those of us in leadership need to be concerned about, um, like, our coworkers and the other adults that we work with as well. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. So last week, we know about the tragedy that happened in Atlanta, where eight Asian people lost their lives, and President Biden and Vice President Harris traveled to Atlanta to meet with the Asian community and to talk about what happened. And even like listening to the police chief who made the comment, why they are always making excuses for and protecting white terrorists, always. And I have had plenty of bad days, but have I ever taken a gun and gone and traveled around to different spots and shot at people? No, I haven't. Because that's unreasonable and ridiculous. And it's like, what can we do to sort of stop this, what's the word I'm looking for? To stop this storytelling and this protection of white people who do bad stuff. I mean, well, that's the whole thing about white supremacy. And, you know, we were kind of talking about this earlier and I'll go ahead and say it. I probably don't have a popular opinion when it comes to this. Um, I do think that it's very sad that those people lost their lives. Like, I really do feel bad for them. My heart goes out to their family and their loved ones. But then at the same time, you know, when we have Black Lives Matter and you have people like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, getting shot I feel like all these other minorities are silent when it comes to black people getting killed so I also am a little bewildered at how you know people look to us like well what does black lives matter think or black people where are you we need you and it's like 
no, we are not here to save everybody. We have our own issues and things that we need to take care of. So, I mean, I just don't understand. Like, yes, stop Asian hate. I really do hate that. But I also feel like that's part of being a minority in America. Y'all need to organize your own groups. Y'all need to get out there and march. And you need to take up your own causes. You can't expect Black people to fight on behalf of everybody. Especially when we're not where we need to be, right? Exactly. I think this is a distraction to what we need to have happen for us. I agree with Suge and Elle. You know, this is heartbreaking. It's sad. You never want any group to have to go through things like that. And no one knows this type of pain more than Black people. Nobody in the U.S., in the entire, no other demographic, no other ethnicity has gone through what we've gone through for the extent of time that we've gone through it. No Mm -hmm. one. And you're not going to make me think otherwise. So with that said, I, I agree with what Shug just totally said. You are not alone in that thought process. It is unfortunate, but we do have to see the common denominator. And that, like you said, it's white supremacy, domestic terrorists. Like this is, this is what we are looking at. And until we see, we say that, and until everyone else says that, this will continue. So I know one commentator talked about the hashtag stop Asian hate. Let's stop white privilege. Let's stop white supremacy. Let's stop white domestic terrorists. That's who, the, that's who needs to get stopped because this is the root of all of these issues. So I just don't want, we can lift up this group and watch what's happening with this group, but let's not lose focus on what is happening around black people. I just don't want us to lose focus. And I also so feel, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was about to say, I also feel white people need to join in on this fight. It can't just be minorities. So until white people call out white people bullshit, this is going to continue. Yeah, y'all saw that Grammy. I, you know, I saw the, uh, what is this? The baby, a little bit, one of them babies. And he did the performance and had Tamika Mallory. You know, I have my separate thoughts about how she moving these days. But what I will say, I loved her, her statement in that that performance we don't need allies we need accomplices so that just takes that thing to a deeper level right it's not even you saying you stand with us when it's an accomplice you are actively involved and i think that that terminology has definitely taken another step in in ways that we should see how we should move from moving forward so yeah if you think about the history of that community as asians have they been supportive of black people as a community nah we can, we can openly say that. We can look at all of the videos of nail shots and all of that. And again, no one deserves this. Nobody. Mm-mm. We need not only people who are standing up with us, we need them to get in that fight. And I know that they are. And that's what I told y'all, you know, just in this whole year we saw, we saw them out there on the grounds. We saw them putting up bills. We did see some actual accomplices to this, to this problem. But now how do we take that to the next level and uh, and more people to join? True. And one thing I wanted to comment on, KB, that you said earlier was, like, Asian people as a whole are sort of seen as the model minority group, if you will, as opposed to Black and brown people. And I definitely feel like their fight has not always been our fight if you will. 
So, and I think that's why. And then another thing that I saw um, a person comment on Twitter, I think the hashtag trending was Asian Lives Matter. And no. someone commented, wait a second. And then, right. But then someone commented, like, please do not mm-hmm. overtake the hashtag Black Lives Matter. Like, if you're going to hashtag, you stop Asian hate. Like, that is the phrase, that is the term that is being used. Like, don't, and I, I don't know why my English is off today. I don't know if it's the weekend or what. But my SAT word bank is low. So, so I just, I definitely wanted to, to share those two points talking about what happened in Atlanta. But also something I will say, something that I think is a win is that um, also the judge in the case of Derek Chauvin, who was a former police officer um, that is accused of murdering George Floyd, um, the judge denied his request to delay or to move his trial. And the judge basically stated that I don't think there's any place in the state of Minnesota that has not been subjected to extreme amounts of publicity in this case. So additionally, even to the judge that is, I'm sorry, not the judge, to the former police officer who's on trial, the city of Minneapolis also announced that they would pay George Floyd's family a $27 million wrongful death uh, settlement. That's still not enough. And then also, too, I want to say when it comes to situations like this, I feel like they would rather pay out the family than address the problem, which is crazy to me, which I also feel and I'm a little charged when it comes to this, too, because I was watching the Netflix special about the whole college scandal. I feel like white people have a very bad habit of throwing money at a situation as opposed to Mm -hmm. addressing it. And I'm really tired of that because I'm like, I don't think you can put an amount of money on a person's life. Like, I feel like a life is priceless. So, you know, the fact that they have to pay this money, yes, I mean, that helps, but at the same time, this man is gone. This man, his daughter is now going to grow up without a father all because you have racist people working in your apartment and that that needs to be addressed. I'm sorry, department. So, but yeah, go ahead, KB. No, I agree with you. And I think that I always wonder if you get this settlement, does that, how does that affect the criminal side, right? Because it's like, oh, I gave you this money, so y'all should be happy. And at least they got something out of it. But like y'all said, you can't put no dollar sign on no life. I always wonder, like, do you, should you wait for these kind of civil cases after the criminal case? The criminal case. So it's funny you mentioned that, KB, because also in that same article, it mentioned that two of the jurors were dismissed because they said that they can no longer be impartial after hearing the amount of money that the city gave his family. Because even though we know that money cannot fix the situation, it's a historical amount of money to be given in a wrongful death suit. So I will say that definitely has some some effect, right? As far as, you know, settling a civil case before a criminal case happens. And then not only is Derek Chauvin being held responsible or being charged with murder, there are also three other officers who have been charged with murder or manslaughter and their trials actually begin in August of this year. So as we sort of think about COVID and being in quarantine for this past year. And of course, we know that they've been talking about different variants 
of the virus and, you know, some variants are more deadly than the others. So now they're saying that the B117 variant, which was first spotted in the United Kingdom, has now spread to the U.S. And they're saying it's more contagious and it's potentially more deadly. Um, and it's not more necessarily more easily transmitted than, I guess, the variant that came in March of 2020. Um, but Dr. Fossey also warned about it a few weeks ago during a White House briefing. And it was actually first spotted in Colorado at the end of December 2020. So since then, it has been detected in 50 jurisdictions in the U.S. and likely accounts now for about 20 to 30 percent of the infections in this country. And that number is growing. So even though I really have been trying very hard, I want to have not only a hot girl summer, but a hot girl spring since my birthday is in less than a month. Coronavirus don't want me to be great. I know, I'm not so like that was funny though. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I'm glad you laughed. <laughs> I mean, but you know, since all three of us now will KB, you will be getting your um hey, you will be getting I'm gonna yeah. be out here in these streets with a K on it, with a K. <laughs> I'm gonna have a mask on, but I'm gonna be out here. <laughs> but that was part of my concern in initially getting the vaccine. I'm like, okay, I, I mean, I'm hesitant about getting a shot just because, you know, we talked about some of this on previous shows and the history that Black people have with, you know, not always trusting science and medicine. The only reason I will say that I got the shot was because my grandma made the comment about Bloody Sunday and was like, you know, this is the first time that I haven't been there in a long time. And, you know, I wish you were here so that we could have gone together. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it for my grandma, you know, to protect my grandma. And I told her, I was like, well, you know, if outside is open next year, we'll go next year. But that was always my question about, okay, we get this vaccine, but there are so many different strains of this. Am I going to have to get like 5 million shots? Like, how does this work? Yeah. That part. That- and I think that we've, we're starting to answer some of those questions. Of course, I can't go into specifics, but I think we're starting to answer some of those questions. And I think that we will see in, in what's been shown so far is that they are testing the vaccines that are available on these new variants, whether it was through their clinical trial or post-clinical trial. Because you remember on our episode that we talked about clinical trials, we continue to monitor these patients even after. And so you are going to start seeing some evidences showing that this, the, the current vaccines that are available are showing to have efficacy against these variants. I think what's important is that we continue to vaccinate quickly. Like fast moving is the name of this game. If you all don't want any more variants, you will get vaccinated so that we can halt. Because the variants, the longer these strands stay out there, they start to mutate. This is the name of the game is moving quickly. So we won't get resolved from this until two things do happen, right? People are More people are vaccinated and that we have more studies that can show which vaccines and if we need to go from two doses to three doses or even one dose to two doses. And if this will be something that we will have to do annually, aka needing a boost, um, or if it's something that once you're vaccinated one time, you should be covered even if it's for a set time period. So those questions are still yet to be answered. But the name of this game is moving quickly. And I will say that again. We cannot continue to use these these excuses and these things once you've been educated. Once you have been educated on 
where we are today, how things are done to protect against those things, we cannot continue to use these excuses in danger ourselves. So I'm so glad Shug, that you took that leap if it was only but for your grandmother to protect her um, and to be able to see her. I think that we have to let some of these things down so that we can ensure that we are not harming not only our community, but our family. So I'll say that. So can I also say that my cousins and I are starting to, well, clearly I think I was the first of my cousins, actually probably the first of, yeah, all my family members to get vaccinated, but that's also just because I went to work in person. But now like there is like a big push to get like my aunts and uncles vaccinated as well. And also my cousins. And we kind of made a joke about it. Like, you know, we want to have some red rice. in November and December so I was like oh we getting red rice in November too I was like I might have to come for Thanksgiving and Christmas Hilton Head so if y'all don't know like rice is a huge staple in South Carolina and my family members make some of the best red rice it's like our little family anecdote so even thinking about like our like being vaccinated and the coronavirus, like we've been dealing with this for a year. And I remember like even leaving work and I, well, before I even talk about that, like looking at like my memories on Facebook from like the last year, actually, Shug, I don't know if you realize, but this time last year is when you came to DC and we walked around the Tidal Basin and like took all those pictures and saw the cherry blossoms. So it's just interesting to see sort of how like our thoughts about the coronavirus like evolved within the first week of being notified about it, right? And how, oh, like, you know, we'll be home for a couple of weeks because I definitely thought that we would be home for like two or three weeks and then us and them kids would be back in that building by the beginning of April. And we were not back in that building until February. Yeah, I mean, so even when you talk about the cherry blossoms, because I mean, it did pop up in my memories for a second, but that was more of, okay, if we're going to do this, we need to go. Because I remember the National Guard was shutting down mm-hmm. D.C. And to be honest with they you, sure when all of this happened, you know, Black people, we kind of were joking because we were like, oh, we can't catch it because we thought it was like some white people shit. Remember that? So, um, actually, I don't think I ever thought that. I'm gonna take that back. I don't think I ever thought that, but that was that was the running joke. The running joke was that black people couldn't get it, you know what I'm saying? So, we were like, Oh, I didn't think that, but now I didn't think it either, but I did hear it. (laughs) And now, you know, we're the hardest hit by it just because you know, we don't have access to the same, um, you know, to like medical supplies and things of that nature, but. It's very funny that you mentioned that because I actually had to go into the plant last week to do a, um, a stock purge. And the guy who I work with, actually, he had to remind me. He was like, yo, it's been a year since I've seen you. So he was like, you know, he never seen me with my locks because I remember having a conversation with him about I'm thinking about locking my hair and his are gorgeous and that was the first time I had seen him in over a year so nobody saw Is he cute? That was I was just thinking <laughs> 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 I know that's not what I'm supposed to be focusing on he's, he's, a, little, he's a little younger than us but he I'll, I'll oh, see your picture 
I'll send you a picture. Please and do. he's and he's an engineer, so you know he got a good job. But um Is he single? Actually, he had a girl from the last time I talked to him, but that was over a year ago. So I will, I will say I will that was ask. a year ago, Sug. I need you to get some intel, please and thanks. Yeah, he, you know, he ain't got that girlfriend no more. You know, they don't stay too long. Right. <laughs> right. And then, I mean, in the midst of COVID, you know, everybody breaking up in the middle of COVID because it's like being forced to stay in the house they can't for the most handle it. 24-7. You know, that's real but i wanted to say i didn't think that things were really real until disney world shut down because i'm like you know how much money no, that is real yep. you know how much money they were losing on a daily basis like disney world brings in so much revenue so when it was like we have to shut Million. down the park right Millions that's when i was dollars. like I was like, oh, this ain't this ain't a game. Cause I remember going into work and packing up my computer and getting my keyboard and all of that. Cause you know, like L, I thought this would be a couple of weeks, like maybe two months max. Who knew we would still be in the house over a year later? Mm-hmm. That part. I don't think nobody so- really grasped that. I know I remember that date. Um, it was either March 12th or March 13th. And it was like the last day at work. And I remember my daughter going to school. It was the 13th. So then, it, was Friday, it was Friday the 13th. So no, ours was the last day was yeah, 12th. bitch. I know, right? Ours was the 12th. Like we, our last day at work was the 12th. My okay. daughter's last day was the 13th that Friday. They let them finish out. And yeah, I was like, y'all, I thought it was going to be over. And, you know, you start to realize how serious it was. And, you know, even for people today to still compare this shit to the flu is beyond me. When you have the data, as far as numbers, I know, I think Wendy Williams got on an interview and was like, she doesn't get a flu shot. She's not getting this shot. This is not the flu. This is clearly like a year later, over 500,000 people are dead. How are we still calling this the flu? The flu doesn't take this many people in this shorter time period. So, you know, I think it's definitely a lot of life lessons and lessons we learned you know, and like you guys talked about on another episode, even from us being, you know, just thoughtful and covering our face and covering our mouth when we're sick, like how some of these things that are coming out of this period will help to inform us in the future. You know, you still have these idiots that think it's their rights not to, you know, think about other people and be courteous. But I think something, some good things definitely came out of this, you know, time period we talk about social justice being at the forefront because nobody could go nowhere. You ain't had no choice but to see it as a white person, right? You couldn't continue to put your blinders on when we have, you know, blocks and blocks of people that have been killed if you want to put them all on like a quilt. Blocks and blocks, right? By the police. Like you just start to see things a little bit differently because it's in your face. I think that came out of this this time period. Like I said, being courteous about just your health and other people's health. Because it's not really even just about you. Y'all think about it. We are doing a lot of these things so that we don't hurt our family, like our, our grandparents and our, our mothers and our fathers. Like we're doing a lot of this for other people because we don't know how to behave in our body, but we know that it could be detrimental if not to ourselves, to other people. So, you know, you think about the empathy piece and how many people grew to think about other people besides just themselves. So I'll probably start there in some of the, the lessons I know I've personally been able to 
look at taking in, think about where we had gaps at before, right? Like even if you was empathetic and thinking about other people, but you just see this world that's really not. Um, and I never expected them to be, let me say that. But yeah, I think that's some of those, those bigger lessons that I think I can think about. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna start off. It's gonna seem sad. I'm gonna try to hold it together. Um, and not cry, it's but then I'm gonna try to, it's to, okay to if you bring don't. it back to a positive note. But of course, like the, the biggest shock, of course, was when I lost my dad. Um, and I never thought in a million years, well, maybe I'll go back up a little bit too. Like I kind of knew, like when August of 2020 rolled around, that I was not going to see like any of my family in 2020. And I remember telling my dad that I was like, you know, I'm not going to Hilton Head for Christmas. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm staying in DC. Um, and then like a week later is when he told me that like my aunt had sort of canceled like our holiday dinners. Um, because, it's, you know, I don't know if our listeners know, but I come from like a huge extended family. There's like 50 of us between like my dad and his siblings and my cousins and my cousin's children. So I was just like, I'm not traveling. Like, I'm not doing any of that. And then honestly, maybe like six weeks after that, I lost my dad. And like, again, I have to, you know, thank Southern Cousin for like meeting me in Jacksonville, like cleaning out his place and stuff. But also um, KB going back to that empathetic piece and thinking about our family members, like she and I took the rapid test in Jacksonville before we traveled to South Carolina to make sure that we tested positive because we knew we were going to be around family. Like I was staying with one of my um, cousins, uh, Southern cousin was staying with her dad, who I think my uncle Joe is 80. I hope you don't kill me for saying his age on the podcast, <laughs> on the podcast, but yeah. So, and we also, so not just like staying with people that we love, but also being around our loved ones. And I just remember also thinking you know, like, I'm not going to be able to, like, hug my family. Like, am I going to be able to touch them? Because, you know, they're, they're older, you know, and some of them, you know, do have underlying conditions. So, and I just remember, like, when I saw my godmother for the first time, and she gave me, like, the biggest hug, and she didn't hesitate, she didn't stop. Like, she just, like, grabbed me in her arms. And, I think that just further solidified for me. And I think like, you know, my family kind of knew what, not only what I needed, but hell, what we all needed. Because, you know, I lost my dad and this is like the first sibling that they have lost. So like, it was just a, a very difficult time in that sense. But, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I guess like I am happy, you know, that I was able to see them. That wasn't like a full year. Um, you know, and I'm just really hoping that, like, we're able to get together, um, you know, as a family, you know, during the holidays this year. Because that's, like, for our family, that's, like, it's huge. Like, ever since I, as long as I can remember, hell, before I was even born, like, our family has, you know, gotten together for holidays and things. And also, I feel like I've done a lot to sort of grow as a person. And as much as I kind of get on sugar about opening up her throat chakra, I've gotten a lot better about opening my own throat chakra and saying what the fuck I want. And I think that's why when I was talking about casting a wide net earlier, it's like, L, like quit having these pretenses 
and trying to make fetch happen. Like if you want something, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and say it. Like quit trying to be like Miss Giddy Two Shoes. I remember why I called that at in the text message with the tribe. So yeah. So Hot Girl Spring. Thank you. Hot Girl Spring is coming. Better watch out. Hot Girl Spring. Oh, oh God. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of on a similar track as you because I ended up spending what a third of my year back in Alabama and I mean so as much as COVID sucks there's also an upside to it too of being able to telework and I feel like all of us are extremely blessed in the fact that you know none of us have been affected job-wise by COVID because there were so many people who who did lose their jobs in the middle Amen. of all of this so I feel like this was kind of a wake-up call to me because normally I'm like oh I gotta do this I gotta run here I gotta do this I gotta do that but this allowed me to take the time to actually cherish like my friendships and my family and I also realized that you know maybe not this year but within the next year or two I really want to move back to Alabama because I've already mentioned that I want to have this kid, but I don't want to have my kid so like far away. Idea. Well, Just listen, I don't want to like have it. this kid so far away from my family. My family's in Alabama. You know what I'm saying? So also my mom's Move them older. Up here. Girl, please. That's what I didn't even think about that. Child, I'm like, we gonna have these babies in Philadelphia. How about that? But, you know, I mean, that's a lot to ask, you know, because my mom is older. My grandma, God bless her, she's 87. So, you know, I do want them to grow up in kind of that same environment that I grew up in, you know, surrounded by my family, where it's, it's just me and my cousin that are up here. And I want, you know, my child to be able to see their grandma and play with their cousins and, and do all of that. But also on a personal note, um got back in the gym so we're still doing good with that lost a little bit of weight but this was also a big opportunity for self-reflections and as Elle said you know I am working on my throat chakra but I recently had a revelation of you know I've joined all these organizations and all of this stuff has kind of taken over my life to the point of where I feel like I'm just surviving and I want to be thriving. And I also feel like a lot of this was a trauma response to some of the things that I dealt with with my divorce. So now it's like, I don't need these crutches anymore and I, I gotta let them go. So that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. Are y'all ready for what my about story? You, you ready for my story? Yes, always. <laughs> no, I will say definitely reflection, Shug. Same, same line. I think you, you, like you said, when you had that time to sit down and can't move as much as you want or like you're used to moving definitely a reflection piece during this time period I actually went back and I think I've talked about this before it's not news but I went back into counseling and um you know I hadn't done it since my divorce um since that time that that particular window of separating and divorcing and so I think this was something that I definitely wanted to get back in and really take a step. I think at the time work was becoming overwhelming because like y'all said, during this quarantine time, you worked even more. Like you just, you know, people feel like they need to show up and show out to an, an extended period, really put a lot of 
wear and tear on us as you know the workers of these teams and stuff so I would definitely say that was overwhelming homeschooling was so overwhelming for me so so overwhelming and just personality differences in um you know just being different right and I'm I'm one Wait, way. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't How do you have a personality difference with a ten year old? <laughs> no, I mean that shit is real though. What do you mean how? When your child is so Ooh, different yes. from how you move, like it is, and the generational difference, right? Like yes, and because I'm not as fluffy and I can't really, it's hard for me to pick it a little bit perfect. with like person like. Look, it's black and white for me. And when you hit this mushy, I just want to exist. It's very difficult for me to understand and grapple with you. So, yeah, I know our conversations are weird. You know, Elle gets to hear me, you know, talk back to Ken. And I'm just like, I just be saying like, so this is the way you thought about this. She project? talked to her like she a grown ass woman. And I was just like, she's thin. Hey. I mean, you you have to draw the line somewhere, but I mean, it is difficult because even with me and my mom, like we have, it's a personality clash. I'm more, I would like for her to be more affectionate and she's just like, no, I'm not, I'm not that person. So, I mean, it doesn't change. I'll be affectionate with you, Shug. I'll be affectionate with you, Shug. I'm not affectionate, right? Right, she's not. Maybe y'all should... So maybe y'all should change mothers and daughters. Maybe little KB should be with Shug's mom, and then oh. maybe no, 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 no. I got it. No, KB KB should be. I got it. KB should be with Shug's mom, and little KB should be with Shug. Well, y'all can yes. try it out for like a week, and let me know how that works. <laughs> and I'll be just I can fine. Be a therapist. And I, okay. I'll be just fine because I don't need all those things. But you do. You you understand those differences, and it's call to light you have to address them right and then i think that last piece of my love life um <laughs> i've been loving myself have you been loving yourself I, yeah for sure what you, oh okay someone just showed us a Listen, tool okay he is luckier than us too because we've been having to love ourselves right exactly i'm like i need some of your juju KB ain't had that problem that part in the middle of a, a damn pandemic a still pandemic getting it. Still in the so wait y'all y'all doing a lot it, it hasn't been that great wait up <laughs> don't paint that picture don't make the uh, listeners think it's just on and popping here okay but ooh. what i will say is that i also just see that issue of the wall that i've built it's just so right and i get yeah. points where i push people away and you know, I know that I'm doing it. And it's like, how do I stop doing that? Right. And Listeners, I be telling her ass what to do. She don't be listening to me. And, but at, at the same time, we have to extend her grace because that's a breakthrough in and of her of itself. The fact that she recognizes But when she asked me, but when she asked me and I tell her, that's where I get frustrated, Should Because, you know, I don't volunteer shit. I just be looking. But when you ask me, that means you want to know my opinion. No, you think listen, I don't take your opinion? No. Listen, what I've learned, and it took me a really long time to learn this, is that sometimes you have to ask people 
are you just venting or are you really looking for a solution? Because sometimes people just want to get something off of their chest and they're not looking for advice. So you might want to try and ask me coming to me for advice. No, I actually want advice. No, no, no. Be clear. I really want advice. And and so I think with this last situation, you know, it was fun and it was new and it was exciting and it's out of the box of what I'm used to. And I can't put the, like everything on me, like you're, you know, have your little ways because that other person had their ways too, right? And so you're trying to mesh these worlds. And even though you actually like this person, you know, what I have learned and what I will never do again and what I promised myself is I'd never be with somebody who didn't want to be with me. So once it's turned off for you, it's turned off for me because I've done that chase with my ex-husband of trying to like fix it and, oh, we're going to work this through. I, I don't have the energy to do that no more. What I will say is I ended up getting on a dating app and I want to cut all these things off. I do. I want to cut them off because I see that I'm not there yet. And I don't know if this is the right way to go, but it's like, just X all of this stuff out and let's try again and see if it can be organic. I don't know. I I might not be sounding like I'm making sense, but what it is, I do know is that I still have you absolutely you absolutely you're making a hundred percent yeah yeah i got a long way to go i still have work to do and i am not accepting what i don't want to accept and someone will value what i bring to the table as is so all of the you can't sit on my bed with your street clothes on all of the you gotta go take a bath before you get in my bed all of the that just doesn't make sense could you please explain the communication that I need, the being able to be self-sufficient, you know, being in proximity to me. Like, I don't think I want to travel no more. Like all of those things that I've been able to kind of think about. And yeah, it's been a fun ride, guys. I'm not going to lie. Literally. I have a story for you Literally. Literally. Um, I have a story out of everything, but some of those things I think are now more concrete for me. And it's like, now what do you do with this next phase? you know so that's it it's funny you mentioned dating apps kb because i actually because listen to your ass i actually got on some and when i got on them i was like you know what l because i always go into everything like so serious and with tunnel vision and i was like you know this time like loosen up a little bit have a little fun if somebody asks you for your number as long as they're not, don't seem to be fucking crazy. Like, give it to them. There is this one dude, though, who, like, keeps calling me, and I haven't answered his phone call in the last, like, three or four days. But he's also, well, this is going to sound very, it might sound a little racist against African people, but he's from Ghana. Oh, my God. We need to talk. Oh, my God. We need to talk. That did not go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I thought she was going to be like, well, we should, you know, Ghana might be okay. Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so sorry about Nigeria. No. It's not a hit to you guys. It, it is a hit. It's I a hit for me. me. I, want, I want a Mandingo. Let me be super clear. I mean, it's I do for too. me. I do but, but I, mean, I don't think he's the one, though. He ain't, he ain't it, sis. But he ain't the one. And that's okay. And you can continue to move on. Right. But I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat with you. There's a guy from Ghana who's like very pushy and 
I'm just like, stay, bruh. I need you to. And then also you live in Ghana. So what am I going to do with that? I can't do anything with Wait. that. Wait, how did you meet a man that lives in Ghana, Shug? I didn't meet a man that lives in Ghana. He sent me an IM or he sent me a DM and I was like, okay, thank you. And he kept trying to continue the conversation. And I'm like, Sabra, I'm kind of talking to somebody. So you kind of disrespected my space and he just will not take no for an answer. So finally I blocked well, him. Why don't you block him? Like, I did. Why don't you do what you normally you do? You know she oh, did. I blocked him. You know I did. You know <laughs> oh, I don't play those games. I'm like, I'm like, what are we doing here? You know I don't play those games. Right. So I just had, I so it's very interesting, you know, the whole dating thing during a Ponderosa. It's very enlightening. So I have to say. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Question, KB, since you're the scientist, do you think we will be in the house for the remainder of this year? Or is it possible that we might be able to get out of the house a little more than we have been in 2020? What I project is that we will be out of the house more in 2021 towards the like the end of the summer, fall, maybe like fall, winter time. Okay. I think that, you know, they've already um, exceeded their goal of vaccinations within the first 100 days of this administration. I think those numbers are going to continue to increase. I think people are getting a little bit more comfortable. You know, we're hearing some stories of people who have been vaccinated. When I say some, I'm like three stories I think I've heard. I don't know if they're confirmed. Um, you know, people can put stuff on the internet and until I can see an actual story and, and validate that, I won't speak on it. So I think more people are going to become more comfortable. I think we will still be wearing masks though. You know, I think they'll, they'll they, I not think, I know there'll be remnants of our situation of where we are today. Um, you know, you, you just saw the schools, they have said, oh, their desks don't need to be six feet apart. They need to be three feet apart. So I don't believe seeing, that. I, I don't, don't believe that. I'm just happy that my child, they still have partitions. Like if they decide to like get closer, put them down partition. And they said, this is also, I'm sorry, this study was done in students who were masked though. So there's still that concept of having to have a mask on. But, you know, so what I'm saying is that we're going to see some restrictions being lifted. We're going to see more movement amongst people. I hope people continue to wear their masks though. Um, I think that's going to be important, washing your hands, still wiping down surfaces. Even when I get this vaccine, I'm still going to do some of those same things because my daughter is not vaccinated. And just because we now know how dirty some, some you know, surfaces are, when I go to a restaurant, am I going to continue to wipe the freaking table with my own wipe? Yeah, I am. So it's just those kind of thought processes of how we now move in this new world and what will linger on. I think that that's going to change. And we would not right, go so, business as usual. Okay, that was going to be my question because I'm like, you know, now some of the things that we used to do in the past, like, you know, cutting birthday cake and we got somebody blowing all over the, the cake and cutting. Don't blow we on my doing cake. We time ago. When did we start doing it? We didn't start doing it to the pandemic? Right. Like, be honest I, about that, I right? Like, that people. Was before the pandemic to, like, blow out to have somebody, I ain't never hit, like, blow out candles no, on I, birthday cake. I with kids were still doing it. You know, I got one. Right. We were still doing it. Uh, and I did. I made a pack on, on Facebook saying, parents, can we agree? I just need <laughs> us all to agree together that moving forward, we will not be blowing out. If you want your child to have that experience of blowing, you buy them a little small candle and you put all your candles on that one because that's what I'll do. 
let your child blow off their candles on their cake right. and you proceed to serve everybody else or like everybody else been talking about cupcakes. they're doing cupcakes. They do yeah. cupcakes. They already, love a good you know, cake. there are other ways to still have these experiences, but that's some of them shifts I think we definitely going to see. Amen. So we have to give a shout out to, that was a good conversation. I'm glad we caught up on what we've been doing and our thoughts about one year later. So I pray, I don't have any sage, but I pray good juju over our love lives and our sex lives for the remainder of 2021 and our lives. I'm concerned about my sex life because Lord. I got you, boo. Right. I'm like, listen, my thing is. I am too. And my love life. I'm sorry. My love life too. So sorry. That's. We know what your priority is, KB. No, I do want to be with someone. I'm about to turn 40 at the end of this year. Like, I can't just still be out here, you know, running, you know, just, you know. I'm, I mean, but that goes back to kind of what my comment was. It's like, do you think people are going to come out of quarantine having done the quote unquote work? And I feel like some people maybe, but a lot of people, a lot of people are kind of in survival mode. So I just don't want nobody to waste my time. I'm kind of on the same page as you. I'm like, we marching towards 40. I want to have a baby. Would I get married again? I'm not going to rule that out. I'm not a whole big, I'm not a fan of it, but I'll never say never. But I want a serious relationship. And I feel like a lot of these dudes out here are playing. Mm -hmm. A serious monogamous relationship that will end in a commitment in marriage. That's that's what I want. I still and, and I and I still hold to this idea of a Stedman, right? Because I do wonder. I, you know, my last little situationships, um, and it's plural because it was having. So anyway, so in this oh. last, but okay. So the thing is that if I work as much as I do, and I have so much going on, like I really. Like, I don't see no other way of somebody being able to come in and, and deal with someone who is as all over the place, very, you know, just these goals. Like, I, I don't know. I know the person's out there and I don't want to go out and find it. I literally feel that God will still bring that to me. So I don't want to go out and look no more. Well, I, feel I don't that. think we have to look. I think, I think it's the difference between looking and making ourselves available. Yes. And the space that I am in, I am trying to make myself more available. And if anything, and if sitting in this house, honestly, for the past year has taught me nothing else is this shit ain't gonna fall in your lap. Yeah. (laughs) Like God is not going to just plop him down from the ceiling into my living room. Like it's not gonna happen that way. I've asked God for that. Even in good luck. That's not how that works, KB. How did that work out? That's not how that works. Right. Like even in, and now that we are hopefully on the end of this Ponderosa, you know, I've realized I need to get out a little more, be a little more social, but also still be safe while doing it. Like even this, this gentleman I'm talking to now on, you know, a dating app, he's kind of like, you know, are you going out? Do you feel comfortable? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going out every seven to 10 days. Yeah. Well, that's still more than like, that's still more than me, but yeah. Because before I wasn't doing nothing. My ass was sitting at home working or going to work. 
And then if I went out, I would go out every two weeks. So if God forbid I caught something, I could trace it back to where I caught it. Well, at least you were thinking that way. I'm just like, it ain't nowhere to go. But now I'm like, I'm ready to get out of the house. And I feel like that goes back to kind of what I was saying of clearing stuff off of my plate because I'm in the same situation as you of, oh, well, I'm just going to be in there, but you can't meet anybody in the house. It's not like he just going to ring the doorbell. So you, I feel you have to also put yourself in position to be found. Exactly. I think I'm I'm exhausted with the process, to be honest with you. Well, I'm we're exhausted. all exhausted with the process. Same. Yep. No, I think yep. my we're level all of exhausted. It's just like, uh, it's just to another level, I feel like at this point. I don't know. I mean, we'll take a break. There's nothing wrong with taking a yeah. break. I just mean, don't make it I don't I... make it too long of a break. Cause I did no, the dating Katie... app thing too. Nah, but Katie that might was... need to take a little break, like a little <laughs> long break. That's she fine. Might need I to mean, sit her ass down for a second. <laughs> being crazy things though. It's not me. It's not me. I, I don't I'm not saying it's you. I'm not saying it's you. But I think sometimes, and KB, you brought up a great point. I know we're trying to, um, you know, to get to dope, get to the black. But what I will say, and not just for you, KB, because I don't want you to think I'm picking on you. I think it's for all of us because we are late 30s and have been single and have gotten into our routine and it's very hard to compromise and to bring someone else into that right yes it is and i think we have and not only us having to be intentional and be patient but whomever we're dating and considering as our partner have to be patient and willing to compromise as well because if he ain't willing to do it i mean that's the problem it's doomed from the start yeah 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 so. It is. And it was so crazy just to even think, I didn't think I was going to be one of those people that couldn't bring somebody in the fold in my life, or it was going to be so hectic and, and a lot of um, stress for me. Like just, oh my gosh, you want to talk again? Like, oh my gosh, I've talked all day on Zoom. Yes, nigga. And That's what people do who are trying to get to know each other, KB. You have to have, you have to talk and communicate in some way. No, no, no. I understand. I just think it's like just the amount. No, I think when she said, right? like, if right. there's an issue or, you know, like we, we, we talked about this already or you. No, yeah. just general talk. I'm okay with talking that's about what she's talking about. She's talking I'm about talking conversation about... like us and getting on the phone, girl. That's a... yeah, that ain't what she's talking you, about. That's not what she's talking about. To... I mean, well, the not thing all is... day though. We don't need to talk every day, all day. Like it's, that's a lot for somebody who sits in my, my, position and making the moves that i'm trying to make like that doesn't always work like well, if i last asked a dj something and i'm having to prepare for that i can't really talk to you because i got work and i got this that i have to now do so i need you to fall back just a little bit i'm here but fall back a little bit but i think it goes to that point of y'all saying finding some you know having somebody who can handle who that. understand yes who understand that, was that and can handle that I think that was that's gonna be what, my point. What's key, right? Because then yeah. you start seeing people nitpicking. It's little shit. Like this last one's just starting nitpicking on little shit, and it's like, nah. Right. If there's a problem, let's just address the fucking problem. We're not gonna sugarcoat shit and then make other shit be the shit. Nah, what's the fucking problem? You know what I'm saying? My friend told I me I'm too wait straight to up. The, uh, I like, can't wait to hear the unedited version of the story. Like, I will. After this, after my we mouth close is right. watering. After we close down. Anyway, right. Let's, let's, Let's hurry up. Let's wrap it Let's up. Let's hurry up and wrap this up. <laughs> yep. So for Don't Get It in Black, we are shouting out our Thor War, the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Marsha Fudge, 
not only for being the first African-American to hold this position in a number of years. I also think she's the first Black woman to hold this position. Is that right, yes, guys? Yes, correct. What is yes. a Delta? A Delta is what a Aka ain't, what a Zeta want to be, what a Sigma Rook ain't, what the Alpha's like, what the Kappa's love, what Omega Sci-Fi think the world love. for do this. Fuck that. Fuck the boo. <laughs> do this. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. She took it back. That's okay. So also for not only uh Thor and Secretary Fudge for being uh for getting appointed to uh HUD, but also for her getting these people in the White House press room together. Because what she will not do is not speak to me when I come into a room and say good afternoon. That's what she's not gonna do. Okay. <laughs> now and, and the rest of the ladies of Femme Noir Files approves this particular Dope Gifted in Black segment. <laughs> Why you got to be petty, KD? Why you got to be petty? Because the last couple was, was it, they wasn't approved by it us. It was the last couple ones. It was just the last one. And for the record, I have a nail appointment next week. I'm so happy. So I'm, I'm getting another spring update. I think I have an idea of what I want. So I'm very excited. As long as you don't make ow, the, ow. the influence your dope gifted in black, we can move forward. Anyway. Oh my God. I'm going to do what I want to do. I just want to ask Shug to close this one out in the way that we would like for our shows to be closed out moving forward. Should do what? you remember? Oh, is that what we're doing? Should Thank you. God remember? bless and good night. Don't right. Boom. Boosh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Fem Noir Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye!